Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very experienced marketing guru, Ashwini Nair. Ashwini, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. It's a pleasure being here today. Thank you. Ashwini is the founder of The People Company. And she works on the brand, which includes strategy, experience, design, and digital. So Ashwini, let's talk about the people company. What made you start this venture? So foremost, we're called the People Co. Mm -hmm. And uh, a big part of me kind of moving towards setting up the People Co. was like most businesses, I think with entrepreneurs today, it starts with your pain point, Mm -hmm. right? So having spent 17 years working in brand strategy and communication, I've had the opportunity to work on what we call the agency side and the client side. Mm -hmm. And throughout the years, I think what stayed consistent is that no matter how much things change, technology changed, brands changed, there was always this pain point of the agency client interaction. And that stayed consistent throughout the years. Right. For me, I felt like there has to be a better way of doing things, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the intent with which I started the People Co. Mm-hmm. Um, simply to kind of be real partners to the organizations that we work with. Okay. So we, we're slightly different from a typical agency. Mm-hmm. We're more communication solutions partners. Okay. And in that sense, we're integrated quite, quite deeply with the organizations we work with because foremost brands do not are not created in silos, right? Mm -hmm. It's an entire ecosystem. It's not just a logo or it's not just a packaging design. And to a large extent, the organization has to be able to deliver that brand experience consistently. Mm -hmm. So we work a lot behind the scenes and a big part of helping achieve that or deliver that is uh, being proactive. Mm -hmm. So we invest a lot of time to understand our clients' businesses, their business realities, Uh, Even if it's a sector that we worked in before, every business we've learned is unique. Mm. So we do spend time and collaborate um, to really bring out what's true to the organization and then sort of deliver solutions. And in that sense, we take a proactive approach where our clients don't tell us what to do. Mm. We always go back with recommendations, Mm. right? Because we spend time understanding challenges that that exist and that could potentially come up. So Ashwini, with all your vast experience, uh, you know, as a professional and now as an entrepreneur, helping people through people go, what goes into building a successful brand? Oh, um, I think I think the key to building a successful brand is, um, like I just told you, right? It's 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 knowing. Um, I think two key things I feel like is clarity and consistency. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think if you keep that at your core at every point of time, mm-hmm. um, it eventually leads to success. It eventually leads to enable you to connect with your audience in, in mm-hmm. a way that you can build authentic relationships. Right, clarity not just from the perspective of campaigns that you're running, mm-hmm. but clarity from the perspective of what is your offering. Right, mm-hmm. who is your target audience? Consistency, not just in your aesthetic, your fonts, your colors, but consistency in in quality, consistency in delivering customer experience. Mm -hmm. Because like I mentioned earlier, brands are not built in silos. And I feel like that's usually a challenge that comes up where 
um, the ecosystem, whether it's brands or clients or agencies, feel like uh, brand building is about just creative, right? It's just about campaigns. But there's a lot more that goes on. But I feel like at the foundation, if you keep, if you operate with the principles of clarity and consistency, mm-hmm. um, success is a matter of time. Well said. So, you know, I've often said that brands are like children. They're living beings. And they need mentoring, they need investment, they need continuous guidance. My question to you, uh, Ashwini, is that why do some brands last for 100 years and why do some disappear very, very quickly? I think, I think you sort of set the context of the answer in your question itself, mm-hmm. right? Is that they're living, right? They're living beings. So in, in, in a way, when you look at brands as an entity that's dynamic, mm-hmm. It sort of ensures longevity. If you look at a brand as a static entity where you put an effort at the start and lose momentum, it will trickle down. Like with everything that happens in life, if you do not put consistent effort, it will lose momentum and fizzle out. And I feel like brands that stand the test of time are able to achieve this. They are able to understand how their customers are evolving. Mm-hmm. And even if they cannot stay a step ahead, they keep pace. Mm-hmm. And that becomes critical. And that's what ensures longevity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment a brand gets into the legacy mindset of we used to do these things and it was great back then, you're already doomed in a sense. Correct. Correct. So, yeah, I think just keeping your pulse on, I think that focus on your audience, mm-hmm. knowing how your audience is evolving and changing and catering to that or mm-hmm. being available with solutions that cater to that will ensure longevity. Mm-hmm. Like you will be able to stand the test of time as a brand. Very interesting. And, you know, as a person who has been associated with communication strategy of brands, what is involved in nurturing a brand uh, through its life cycle? Uh, so it's it's exactly, I think it all comes down to your audience, your mm-hmm. customer, right? Um, now, given how brand ecosystems work, it's, it's easy to get caught in uh, personal biases and, you know, processes. But I think if you stay focused on who your target audience is, mm-hmm. what's relevant to them, what can make a difference in their life, Mm -hmm. Uh, what can have a positive impact Mm -hmm. I think that's what you need to overlay onto your brand right Mm -hmm. because again irrespective of the life and it goes back to your earlier question right it's a living being Mm -hmm. so you have to work consistently to build strong connections Mm -hmm. uh, preempt what your audience needs Mm -hmm. and then offer that as a solution or a product or a service Right. And I think a big part of this process of evolution and maintaining a consistent brand life life cycle uh, to a successful outcome Mm -hmm. is that you constantly review. I think another challenge that happens with a lot of brands is you get into this comfort zone, Mm -hmm. right? Things are going great. So you stay that way. Mm -hmm. But I think what Jack Ma says for business holds true is fix your roof when it's when it's sunny. Mm -hmm. Like don't wait for it to rain to start fixing. So the same holds for brands as well, right? You have to, even if you're having a great day, constantly keep an eye out for what's changing, uh, how you need to change and relook at your core values, right? Like 
So your core values don't necessarily need to change dramatically, but you need to know what you need to adjust. And that's reality. Fascinating. And uh, my next question, Ashwini, to you is on culture. How does culture, uh, you know, in a multicultural country like ours or in a multicultural world like ours, how does culture impact uh, brand strategy? I think today's ecosystem is when it's at its peak, Mm. the influence of culture, when it comes to the universe of brand, Mm. communication, connecting with your audience, because you can actually go to the extent of having a micro niche. Mm. Because those traditional definitions of psychography, audience segmentation, Mm. um, I believe no longer holds true. Uh, but the, 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 on the positive today, you can literally know the likes, dislikes of the specific audience. Mm. So for example, right now there's this whole culture of, of course, sustainability is a big word, right. but within sustainability, you can drill down to a customer who's interested in knowing about composting and zero waste life, mm. right? And you can cater to them. Mm. So this is all part of cultural evolution where you can actually break down the exact silo of customers that you want to talk to mm. and the ecosystem or the digital universe enables that. Mm. You can do that. Mm. Uh, on the flip side, when you're talking about an other perspective of culture, um, I think the audience today wants to know that you're authentic as a brand mm. because everyone's trying to, or a large part of the audience segment today is evolving and actively looking for brands that integrate with their belief and value system. Mm. Well said, well said. So that's a shift that's been happening. uh, That's already happened, so to say, in the cultural ecosystem. Fascinating. So, uh, you know, when I was growing up and I'm much, much older, but over the last four decades, uh, I've seen... uh, when we used to talk communication when I was at the ITC and, you know, looking at branding, etc., the platforms were limited. There was print, there was billboards, and there was a cinema. And television came in later. But I now, with, with, now, now everything is digital and it's all over the place. So my question to you is when you plan brand strategy or when you plan communication strategy, how are some of these digital formats uh, taking over the traditional formats? I think a big thing that um, the whole digital ecosystem has done is that it's democratized media communication and right. creative, so to say, right? So like Gary V has very astutely pointed it out is that every company today is a media company. They don't know it or they just don't choose to acknowledge it. Right. So I think that's really the big shift that's happened in the ecosystem at large. And I mean, there are just two kinds of people that's that will evolve from this, right? Or two two kinds of organizations or entities. One who acknowledges it and makes the shift, and the other who hangs on to convenient or comfortable ways of doing things. Right. Right. Because the landscape has changed and that is the reality. Mm. Also, I think digital marketing or, I mean, while you say digital marketing, I think the channels, the medias, it's opened up a lot of options. Correct. And I think you cannot, you know, while you cannot negate the impact of traditional media yet, that's mm-hmm. that's just as relevant. Mm-hmm. I think it's also a time to stop looking at things as traditional media, digital media. Mm-hmm. I think you need to look at it more holistically. 
Correct. And the starting point is still where is your customer present? What is their journey? Mm -hmm. And then actively with an open open perspective, offer your solution or be present. Literally be present where your consumer consumer mm -hmm. is present or where your audience is present today. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think. Um, that should be, I think, the core of any strategy or decision that you take. It should be less about what you want to do as an organization and more about what your consumers want. Mm. Right? And I think digital marketing has forced uh, marketers and business owners and decision makers to recognize that. Well said. So, you know, uh, David Ogilvy had very famously said that only 50% of marketing works or advertising works and nobody yeah. knows which 50%. Yeah. So therefore people keep on spending. Yeah. Now Ashwini in the world of social media, which is moving at an incredible speed. I mean, you know, whatever you're posting is there for a nanosecond. Right. What happens to uh, the so-called 50% that may be working now? It may not maybe even much, much more smaller. So how is social media impacting communication and branding? So I think not just social media, but just the, the options that are available in the digital marketing landscape mm -hmm. has helped address a key challenge that marketers had. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. So whenever you ran a campaign and you were presenting impact to your bosses, mm -hmm. there was always, always a struggle about the same what you said, right? There is 50% impact, but we don't know which 50%. So it was it was a, a a law of averages, so to say, mm -hmm. and you did have to spread your budgets across media channel, mm -hmm. and it's almost like a hit or miss. Mm -hmm. What the current ecosystem has enabled is to is to eliminate to a great degree ambiguity, mm -hmm. and it's allowed visibility and has enabled precision. Also, it's given flexibility. So today, if you have fifty lakhs of a budget. You don't have to straight away spend 50 lakhs in, in like, you know, so earlier it was, it was a trend, right? You would have a campaign launch date Correct. and all your spends are like gone in a week and then yeah. you're waiting for 15 days to, to figure out if there's impact, uh, if sale is happening or not, right? So mm -hmm. that was the trend. Today, you can, yes, you can spend money on your social media post. You can run campaigns. Um, like an email, we say A-B testing. You can do A-B testing on your communication landscape today, right? So you can take 10% of your budget, experiment, and then scale, depending on what's working. So that's the big flexibility, and that's very attractive to marketers, right? Because you know exactly where the impact is coming from. You know what's working. You have visibility. So I think that's that's what's uh, jolly caused like a big shift that you don't have to guess anymore to a large degree, right? You can take decisions based on almost real-time data, depending on how your system is enabled. Mm. The uh, a follow-up question to what you just said is from now the viewer's perspective. Yeah. But almost entirely, the communication is now hand, uh, happening on handheld devices where uh, understandably the, the attention span is very, very limited because there are so, there are so many apps and so many other types of communication grappling or uh, you know, trying to get attention. Mm. What is the challenge from a, a brand or a brand strategy perspective on how do I keep getting more and more eyeballs? So to be very honest, um, 
I personally believe handheld devices are a thing of the past. Right? Really? Okay. We've entered the era of wearable tech and augmented reality. Yeah. So today, when you want to deliver a brand experience, mm -hmm. it's only limited by your imagination and budget, of course, mm -hmm. because the technology exists, mm -hmm. right? And I think with the shift now on experiential branding, um, all of these platforms are going to be, I think you will have to take cognizance of this mm -hmm. because it's what consumers want. Consumers want to interact and experience brands before they actually buy. Mm -hmm. And the technology that's in space, that's now it like, uh, and the technology that's present at the moment enables that. Mm -hmm. So while yes, your push notifications and your SMS marketing and WhatsApp and all are great, but the shift has already started happening and wearable tech really is the future when it comes to delivering brand experiences. So what you're saying is that very soon we expect to see people walking around with a wearable device around their head or something. Sure. And, sure. Uh, fascinating, fascinating. So, I mean, Apple has recently already filed a patent for privacy glasses, right? Where um, the screen will be visible only when you wear the glasses. So that's next level of privacy because when you're traveling um, in a public space and now especially because, so it's integration, right? I think goes back to the earlier conversation where nothing's going to be in silos anymore. Mm. Everything has to integrate seamlessly. True. So you have a handheld device, but mm. what amplifies the experience is the wearable tech. Mm. And Very interesting. Uh, I have time for three more questions. Uh, from a customer perspective, and when I say now customer, I, I see it as your customer from an agency uh, customer perspective. Sure. Uh, how are expectations beginning to change of brand managers from you? So I think when I started my career, there's always this joke in the agency circle that clients get to choose um, only two out of three things, mm -hmm. right? It can be either good, it can be fast, or it can be cheap. Mm -hmm. Today, those three have become hygiene. Okay. I think um, clients expect fast, good, cheap um, because now there's so much of option available. Mm. Um, there's gen it's almost like a Tinder culture, so mm. to say, right? You're working with an agency today. Mm. If you're not happy, you'll quickly move on to another agency because the option exists. Right. Uh, Back in the day, so to say, if I can make that reference, mm -hmm. um, one, it's not it's not just the agency that would focus on building relationships and building a rapport. Clients would equally invest in building relationships with agency mm -hmm. partners because um, I think it was a given, right, that you had to work on it together on a long term basis. Right. So I think that essentially I got come back to it's almost like the Tinder culture that's happening even in the agency client relationships where. Patience is wearing thin and expectations are astronomical. Hmm. Fascinating. And uh, let's come to analytics. You know, uh, the whole world is talking analytics. And I know in branding and from an advertising communication perspective, analytics is very important. I'd love to get your perspective on how analytics is being used oh. for uh, supporting uh, branding, communication and strategy. So with analytics, so I know it's a very interesting word, but the thing about analytics, if it needs to have impact uh, or if it needs to enable decision-making, there are two things that are critical to it. Mm -hmm. One is volume of data. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. You should have enough to be able to extract a trend, mm. right? Um, second is you also have it's very easy to get lost in analysis. Mm. So you have to be clear about the metrics that you want to measure. Um, so I think that's like that's that's a difficult balance because people talk about AI, people talk about you know uh, information that you can get at your fingertips, yeah. but that's also the flip side that there's so much information you have to know which to extract. Mm. But the the good part of it is today it, it's possible, right? You don't have to wait for a Nielsen report to come out or purchase it to know which direction you can go. Right. So I think just not just from an agency perspective, but just from a communication ecosystem, mm. even the smallest entrepreneur today with a limited budget can communicate with their audience if they want, mm. if they were willing to spend time to understand. Right, so there's reams of data and information. Everything mm. in that sense, and one has to acknowledge this is just like a Google search away. So information has been democratized. It's just up to you about how you want to use it. Fascinating, and actually, my last question to you, and this is again based on uh, you know again when I was you should talk to agencies and we talk about. Uh, uh, a, you know, a, a clip uh, to be played in cinema, we'd say, okay, make it one minute, make it one and a half minutes. Yeah. Uh, then it reduced. Then we came to the elevator pitch, so so yeah. forth. Then along came TikTok, which was 15, 30 seconds. Now, yeah. people, now I'm seeing communication in seven seconds, six seconds. What does it take from your perspective yeah. to keep on condensing or reducing the time and yet make your communication more effective? So I look at it as an advantage. Okay. I feel like it just helps remove the faff, mm-hmm. right? Because, and it also forces community, I mean, marketeers and brand custodians to mm-hmm. examine their, what they want to say. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's pushing everybody closer to less about what you want to say mm-hmm. and what, and focus more on what people would be interested to hear, mm-hmm. right? So I think in that sense, it is challenging. But if you if you accept that challenge, it, it gives you an advantage. So I think if you set aside ego, emotion, mm-hmm. and be clear about you are doing this to run a business, to build a brand, to connect with your audience, mm-hmm. and you embrace the format, mm-hmm. then I think if you're, and I've always believed, right? If you can concise your message, then that's the true message. Mm-hmm. You can amplify it, mm-hmm. right? You can extrapolate it. But if you can say things in one second, and I actually always do this. So when I when I um, when I talk to uh, you know potential clients initially, I always ask them to tell me something in one sentence hmm. because I feel like if they're not able to do that, means yeah. there's there's a lack of clarity. Hmm. So I think um, I actually like the current system because I think it pushes you, or forces you to become clearer, sharper, and have like laser-like precision. Hmm. And why not, right? Because the real uh, the true real estate, as we say in media, is is not your print or television or, you know, Facebook ads. The true real estate today is customer attention. Correct. Yeah. So you you need to focus on capturing that. Mm. And the more precision you have, actually, the better it gets for you, right? You know what to focus on. Well said. And storytelling is enabled. So mm. I think it gives you a lot of, as much as brand building is a science, mm. this is the space where it enables you to be creative and sort of play and experiment. And quite frankly, I I quite enjoy this space. Fascinating. 
Ashwini, on that note, thank you so much. Absolutely. It's been such My a pleasure. pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for talking to me about People Cope, about your journey, about branding, about communication, and how this whole business is morphing into something very exciting that you are looking forward to. So thank you again and good luck. Thank you so much, Ashwin. It's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.